And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. We don't give enough credit to signs, and we really should. That sign over there tells you great French fries. That sign over there tells you this is your exit. And look at that legendary sign. It's the Motel 6 sign. It tells you a great night's rest at a great price. Book online at motel6.com. And use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. Look for the signs. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a great price when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letter CP. Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That's a great deal. And that's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the planet, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Thank you for being here. Well, in the news, you saw that Hunter Biden yesterday said he would uh, testify before Congress, but only in public. He's willing to testify in public. Oh, yeah. Well, that's really big of him. His lawyer said and no. uh, said because if you testify in a deposition, wrong information could be put out. Uh-huh. And then Comer came back and responded, well, let's do both. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do both. Now, the reason is, and as uh, I think it was Andrew McCarthy explained, you know, if you do it in front of Congress, that's where you get the five minutes each. Right. Deposition means you've got the investigators and lawyers asking the questions. Right. And so it's a completely different ball game there. Hmm. And most likely he's going to take the fifth. You know, he'll take the fifth based on the fact that the Department of Justice is looking at all these things also. So he must take the fifth. I'm not going to comment on a right. ongoing investigation, blah, 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 blah. And you have to you, you go through the process in any investigation. You do it. If, you, if he takes a fifth, he takes a fifth. I don't expect much at all to come out of the, the deposition because I don't think he'll answer the questions. Mm-hmm. And you got to be careful because if you take the you can't sit there and give questions to some things and not others. Right. Basically, you got to give the fifth all the way through. Mm-hmm. And that's not where you're going to you're not going to get if the if you believe you have the evidence to get Hunter Biden, you're not getting the evidence from Hunter you've already you've already got it everything you're going to get from Hunter you've already gotten you, yeah. you've gotten on the laptop yeah. <laughs> he's already told you everything in his emails that sent you in this direction so you're not going to get it and if you ever have uh you know even if they he if he testifies it's not him testifying that's going to make a difference it's the business partners if you're talking mm-hmm. about what you get, it's the business partners and what you get from the uh, electronic evidence from the movement of money. Yeah, that's where right. if you're if you're going to get Hunter Biden, that's where 
you get if you're going to get Joe Biden, because that's really what they're going after is Joe. Mm-hmm. Hunter is meaningless in this whole thing. Right. It's the fact of is the president compromised is the question. And and so he's you know, he's the, the way to uh, to get there. But you bring the business people of, uh, you know, have testified more are and you bring in people uh, around him. And if they all take the the fifth, then you use that again. They won't answer the questions. They won't answer the questions. Mm-hmm. They won't answer the questions. Mm-hmm. Because you're also going to bring in family members and business associates. That And the family members, I don't believe, will answer the questions. I don't know if his brother, if Biden's brother will answer anything or not. I'm guessing neither. So that will be really... That'll be interesting to see what happens, but I don't expect anything. And that's December 13th. Now, I don't know why I thought it was next week is a Republican debate. I don't know why I thought the Newsom DeSantis debate was next week. It's uh, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow night. Now, it'll be interesting. Look, this isn't going to affect, I believe, the presidential election in any way unless Newsom decides to run. But it is an opportunity to have the governor of Florida and the governor of California promote the differences, even though, as the Wall Street Journal points out, don't expect Newsom to talk about anything except abortion and Trump. Yeah, and maybe uh, it's, he's not going to. He's not. He's going to try and stray away from all of the problems plaguing his own state. That'll be left up to DeSantis to point out. Um, it's not going to. You know, you're not going to see a. <laughs> You're not going to see any kind of um, surprise. It won't be revealing if you've been following along. It'll be interesting to to watch. You won't learn anything new about either one of them. No, but it's interesting because the 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 run up to the debate is okay. This is California versus Florida. Mm. So the Wall Street Journal gave us a scorecard. All right, a, a pre scorecard. All right. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Things to look at. 
I just love it. In case you'll be keeping track at home, mm. here is a scorecard of policy results. Mm. We're talking policy. Mm-hmm. Employment. Since January of 2019, employment has increased by 1,031,000 in Florida, while it's declined by 85,000 in California. Mm. Amid Mr. Newsom's prolonged COVID lockdowns, Businesses and workers move to places with a lower tax burden and cost of living. Florida's population is 22.2 million and rising. California's is 39 million and falling. Unemployment, despite a shrinking labor force, because people are moving. Mm-hmm. California's 4.8% jobless rate is the second highest in the country and nearly twice as high as Florida at 2.8%. California has paid $48.7 billion in unemployment benefits since January of 2019, nine times as much as Florida. If you take the population difference, uh, it would be uh, four times as much if you look per okay. capita. Right. Uh, one reason for the disparity, fewer people in California are starting businesses. Florida has received 2.7 million new business applications since January of 2019, one for every eight residents, compared to 2.3 million for California, or about one for every 18 residents. Hmm. Small businesses in California pay a top income tax rate of 13.3% compared to zero in Florida, contributing to the Golden State's uh, you know, uh, bad business burden. Personal income. Business and worker earnings have increased by an annual compounded 7.7% in current dollars in Florida since the first quarter of 2019 compared to 5% in California. Had California's earnings grown at the same rate as Florida, California would be about 255 billion dollars richer and they would be collecting tens of billions of dollars in more tax revenue population migration between 29 or between uh, 2019 july and july of 2022 the latest available census bureau data one million california residents left for other states while 737,000 people on net moved to Florida. According to the latest IRS data, California lost $55.7 billion in adjusted gross income between 2019 and 2021 from population migration, while Florida gained $80.6 billion. Energy prices. Electricity prices are twice as high in California as in Florida owing to green energy mandates. Californians also pay $1.80 more per gallon for gasoline on average than Floridians because of higher taxes and climate regulations. Gas prices have increased about 70 cents more per gallon under Mr. Newsom than Mr. DeSantis in Florida. Taxes and spending. State and local taxes in California add up to $10,167 per capita, that's per person, versus $5,406 
in Florida. Mm. Almost double. Higher taxes drive more spending. California spends $14,700 per person, including federal dollars, in 2021 compared to $8,800 in Florida. Pensions, worker pension payments were $51.2 billion in California last year versus $7.3 billion in Florida. To fund uh, growing pension bills, uh, residents of California will have to pay even higher taxes. Each California resident is on hook for about $18,500 in unfunded pension obligations compared to 5200 for each resident of Florida. Uh, Medicaid. California spends $129 billion annually on Medicaid, more than four times as much as Florida, $39.7 billion. Californians have expanded Medicaid coverage to illegal immigrants under the age of 26 and over 50. Next year, all undocumented immigrants in California will be eligible for Medicaid, which will skyrocket it even more. Yeah, of course. So right now they're paying over double per capita. Mm. It's important to bring that up because California has more population. Mm-hmm. Homelessness. Federal government counted 171,000 homeless in California last year, 25,000 in Florida. California's Prop 47, which was backed by Newsom, has effectively decriminalized drug use, making it harder to force addicts on the street into treatment. Deficit, despite its much higher taxes per capita, California boasted $31.5 billion budget shortfall in May while Florida ran a $17.7 billion surplus. Personal income tax collections in California for the current fiscal year that started in July are running more than $20 billion below their projections. Again, another large deficit coming this year. Student learning, education. Hmm. California spends 45% more per pupil K through 12 education than Florida, but its student scores are significantly lower than Florida, according to the National Assessment of Education Progress. Only 30% of Florida uh, of fourth graders in California rated proficient in math last year, compared to 41% in Florida. California's prolonged pandemic school shutdowns magnified learning loss. Our guess is that Mr. Newsom won't want to talk much about this and will instead spend much of his time uh, talking about abortion and Donald Trump, but that will be revealing too. So there you go. I wouldn't want to walk in a debate defending my state. Not a chance. Nope. On abortion and a former president who has nothing to do with my state. Well, this is what's fueling the the Democrats who are saying, that he needs to quit pretending he's running. His shadow campaign needs to end. Mm-hmm. This is fueling it even more. Why are you doing it? What are you trying to prove? It's not an actual debate. Unless you think you're going to be the guy. You know, I think it's interesting. I don't think it's going to affect, again, the Republicans at all uh, on it. But it is an interesting point because there is... This debate, <laughs> this is the real West Coast, East Coast debate. Yeah. 
And it's it's really interesting. And if I'm DeSantis, again, if I'm DeSantis, I just want to, you can, if you can smoke Newsom, that's to your benefit long term. Yeah. Yeah. Both for another term as governor in Florida. Yeah. And possibly running for president in the future. Because DeSantis does have a major future in the Republican Party. No doubt. Uh, but I would sit there and every time, you know, I would sit there and bring it up. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. I know. I know. Because we know they listen to Tallahassee to Red Eye Radio. Early in the morning, they're up, too. Mm-hmm. I know that DeSantis has read that Wall Street Journal editorial. There's no doubt. I'm. I, in fact, when I saw it, I thought, well, there's as if he needed more ammunition. But you just take that, and when he goes to abortion, you go. You, you keep talking about abortion. Right. You won't. You won't discuss the horrible state of the people that you right. represent, and why so many people are leaving, right. and why companies don't want to invest there, and why the cost of living right. is is skyrocketing and has been for a long time as a matter of the policies you and your party created. Well, Donald Trump, there's, there's no well, way to debate it. And if DeSantis says or DeSantis, if Newsom says, but Donald Trump, I'm running against Donald, Donald Trump. Trump isn't on the stage. Yeah, we're talking about I'm the governor of Florida. You're the governor of California. Yet you keep ignoring all the problems of your state. And that's the problem. You keep talking about other things, focusing on other things instead of fixing what's wrong with your state. I could do this all day. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to be in that debate. No. From Newsom's side. No. Not in a million and, years. And the only thing that I'm sitting there thinking will hurt it uh, would be DeSantis not pounding on the points over and over again and Hannity not focusing on these issues. Mm-hmm. Of the two states against each other. Because mm-hmm. don't make it a presidential thing because Newsom's not running. Right? Nope. He's running. <laughs> not for the sake of the debate. He's not. Nobody cares about the debate. He's running. <laughs> Liberals are out of their mind about this right now. Because what do you have with the with the liberals? Basically... Everybody outside the Biden campaign wants him to be the guy. But he's not going to be the guy. Why? Because Biden. Biden's not stepping down. It's not going to happen. They feel empowered. He's not going to step down. Good luck in 2028. 866-90-RED-EYE. This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by House Products. Tested, trusted, guaranteed since 1920. Sub-zero temperatures early in the week in the upper Midwest. An initial freeze in California's Central Valley. Among the indications, winter is approaching. 
USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says the wintry activity even made an appearance on Thanksgiving Day. Most significant band of snow stretched across parts of the central plains and then into the lower Midwest and into the Great Lakes region. Some of that snow is still on the ground. And we saw that event peaking back just right after Thanksgiving and the weekend after. It did cause some travel disruptions both by automobile and airplane. Notable snow accumulations were reported during the holiday weekend in the Central Plains. Snow coverage is still not all that great across the country. We are seeing at this time a little less than one quarter of the country covered by snow. Fell mostly in western mountain ranges and a stretch from the plains to the northeast. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report brought to you by Cenex Fuels and Loops. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. Coming up, find the bottom of uh, the uh, hour. Uh, the uh, uh, Fed Governor uh, Michelle Bowman says she expects to have more rate hikes next year. Also, my God, hmm. Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson blames right wing extremists for Chicago's problems. All right. Okay. Well, you know, the right wing has been controlling Chicago for so long. <laughs> it's just the become... right wing of control of Chicago must end. You know, there's too much of a conservative mindset, and it's destroying Chicago. Clearly, just love it here, National Review. Uh, the whole gas stove thing for Kamala Harris. Yeah. Just love it for yeah. me, but not for thee. Right. But didn't she get it when she took the picture on Thanksgiving that she's sitting there right next to a gas stove? Nope. They, no self-awareness, is there? None. None. <laughs> Listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Welcome and good morning. I just found this a couple of minutes ago. This didn't get a lot of publicity yesterday, but there was a uh, hearing in the Senate yesterday on uh, gun violence. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Gun violence. And remember, it's the the Democrats run the Senate, so mm-hmm. it was labeled the gun violence epidemic, a mm-hmm. public health crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's Senator Mike Lee with one of the witnesses yesterday asking, and this is interesting because you don't hear a lot about this, how many times guns are used in self-defense every year. Hmm. All right, here we go. Uh, Ms. Ware, I'd like to start with you. Tell us a little bit about how many people in the United States every year are uh, using, how many times each year does an American use a firearm in self-defense? 
Um, so we don't have an exact number, uh, but when you look at sort of the, the conglomerate of studies, uh, they mostly find that with a couple very limited exceptions that are outliers, somewhere between 500,000 to several million times a year. Um, and I would note that the most extensive study on this issue, the 2021 National Firearms Survey, uh, further validated some of those earlier studies and came to a conclusion of about 1.6 million. Uh, and again, that was the most extensive survey ever conducted of firearms owners. Okay. What would that tell us about risks associated with putting legal restrictions on the books to the extent that those legal restrictions might impair the uh, ability of the law-abiding to use those for lawful purposes, given that it's normally law-abiding people who are most likely to comply with a new law? Um, what would that do to those people? Well, so it, it shows us generally that it's all about understanding where the risk is. For your ordinary law-abiding, peaceable citizen who is – mentally stable and, and not experiencing extreme stressors, um, which is, you know, most American gun owners at, at any given point, right? Their biggest benefit is that they can now protect themselves against their biggest, most substantial threat, which is external crime. Um, but I, I think most people on this panel would agree when you flip that, there are cases, right, where if you are now mentally unstable, if you are experiencing crisis, um, you statistically might be the bigger threat to yourself or if you are the one perpetuating crime, right, well, now you are statistically the, the threat that needs to be solved. So it's about understanding where that threat is. And again, for your ordinary law-abiding gun owner, that threat is external. It's not internal. And that ability to possess that firearm is actually in that benefit to them, again, assuming that they are not, you know, leaving guns under their couch cushion for their six-year-old to find and, and, and that sort of thing. That can be problematic. But in What she's saying is most gun owners are extremely responsible. Right. The vast, vast majority, yep. majority of legal gun owners right. are responsible. Right. And well, it's the sheer yeah. numbers. I mean, if if that weren't the case, you'd see a much greater oh, yeah. number of uh, uh, situations like she was describing. Well, yeah, because how many hundreds of millions of guns exactly. do you have out there? Exactly. If if one percent of legal gun owners were using their guns illegally, none would, of us would be going outside that, ever. That would be <laughs> the only story in the news it's, every day. Right. No other story That's my all. point. Sheer numbers. Tell the story. Yep. I just thought it was interesting. I figured I'd play that because it really didn't get a lot of yeah. know, publicity yesterday. I thought yeah. that was really interesting because, again, you're doing it with, with crime statistics, you, you, you report them to you know, you report them to police and mm-hmm. and and whatever, and those numbers come out on a consistent basis. We really haven't had uh, as you know, we really haven't had figures. A lot of times, they're they're surveys or studies or whatever, or uh, they're viewed as being incomplete. But it's interesting that you know that she brings out a number because it does. If it's five hundred thousand, or it's two million, or it's one point five million, as she said, the most comprehensive study is. Those numbers are hugely significant. Yes. You can't sit there and say, well, it only happens 10 times a year. It's so rare that anybody ever has to protect themselves. It almost never Never occurs, yeah. Where somebody has to defend themselves with a a gun. Not true. Anywhere from a half a million to several million times a year. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I'm sorry. I may not be able to get through this. Yeah. Democratic Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson blamed right 
wing extreme extremism for some of the ills facing his crime-ridden city. Johnson issued a statement about the far right during a press conference on Tuesday. Oh, okay. What we've seen is a very ragged form of right-wing extremism. What? Everyone knows that the right-wing extremism in this country has targeted democratically run cities. How? (laughs) What? And quite frankly, they have been quite intentional about going after democratic uh, run democratically run cities. Uh, That's the democratically is the Democratic Party, not necessarily Democrat. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, After democratically run cities that are being led by people of color. I can't control. Still yet has to explain yeah. how. I, I can't control my city. Time to race bait. Yeah. The mayor uh, even said that such right-wing extremism and extremists aim to create division and chaos because that is uh, what that particular political party has been about. Specifically, how does that relate to the crime in your town? Well, let's let's see some of his examples. Mm. Uh, it is the same party that wouldn't accept that President Obama was actually an American. Okay. <laughs> I know. Wow, he's jumping back to birther? Okay. That's causing crime wow. in Chicago? Wow. Wow. People are so furious that some on the right stated that, that they're still causing crime in Chicago? Yeah. I've had it. I'm stealing from CBS because the right wing didn't accept Obama as an American. Who? Who's his advisor? Jesse Smollett? <laughs> Let me say this again in 2023. Let's add let's add the uh the 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 year that we're in right now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Crime is happening in 2023 in Chicago because back in 2009 there yeah. were Republicans that said that Obama was not an American and doggone it I'm going to rob the CVS because I'm sick and tired of Republicans 15 years ago saying that Obama wasn't an American. I'm going to shoot you dead. Right. I'm sorry, you're all the gangs uh, sitting around talking politics before they go out and commit murder. Here's one. It's the same Republican right-wing extremism that stormed the Capitol. It's the same right-wing ex- extremism that refuses to accept. You're going to love this one. Yeah. You're going to love. This one's the best one of them all. Yeah. By far. Of, of any place right. on in, in right. this country to talk about right. this. Go ahead. The reason that Chicago has all the problems. He's yeah. laying out. He's getting specific now on the reasons. Mm-hmm. Which we here at Red Eye Radio absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Because it shows what an idiot he is. Because to do this, I'm sorry, I don't like to name call. He's an idiot. You're a moron. And by the way, right. it, 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 this also is probably, in fact, I'm guessing a big part of why his approval numbers are way down. Yes. It's the same right-wing extremism that refuses to accept the results of mm-hmm. the Civil War. Yeah, okay. <laughs> 
Well, if you're going to go back to 2008, 2009, you might as well go back to the Civil War. Oh. I mean, (laughs) why not? I don't accept the results of the Civil War. The West won. By the way, that goes back to an old Rodney Dangerfield joke. I tell you, I tell you, my great grandfather got no respect. He fought in the Civil War. He fought for the West. I tell you, no respect. So no respect. these right wingers are there in Chicago committing all the crimes because they're racists. You're still not, still not making the bridge, Mayor. Well, it's all the right wingers. <laughs> If it weren't for those right wingers, uh, you know, you're the mayor of Chicago, dude. You need to focus group these things. Should were, were they was he in a meeting with his staff? All right. We've got crime. We've got problems. Businesses are moving out. We need to blame the right wing. Well, again, what can we do? How about the fact that they haven't accepted the results of the Civil War? Ah, that's a oh, great yeah. idea. Let right. me throw that one in there. Write that down. Write that. That's a good one. Write that one down. <laughs> that's why I asked, is this chief of staff, Jesse Smollett, <laughs> who in his lying about being beaten up by guys wearing MAGA hats that were shouting, this is MAGA country, Chicago <laughs> is MAGA country. That was the first clue. We went, hmm. Mayor Brandon thinks this is a good tactic. (laughs) Did you see how that worked for Jesse Smollett? (laughs) Did you follow it to the end? (laughs) Are you paying attention? You know what? I I do have a little bit of compassion for the mayor, though. I mean, since I did call him an idiot, because those are idiotic statements. I mean, they are idiotic. But I, because I can't imagine living with that brain. Yeah, it must be hard. Having that brain in my head, okay, I'm having problems. What am I going to do? Because he knows he's full of it. Of course he does. He knows he is, but he's still, he's trying to sell this. This is the problem that liberalism is going to have. They're trying to, they're trying to sell things that don't match reality in any way you're seeing it we talked you know we've talked about you know biden this week gaslighting and saying inflation is down 65 percent while wages are up i mean everyone knows that's a complete lie but just gaslight 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 tell the most incredible untruths that's where they are right now i can't imagine living in that brain and trying to defend what I believe, because if I get to that point, I don't even know what I believe anymore. What do well, I, why am I a mayor? Why am I running? What is my goal? What is what is my intent? What do I want to do for this city? Nothing. I just want the position, and I'll lie to you, and I won't take responsibility for anything, and I'll come up with the most idiotic, bizarre, ex- bizarre excuses for what's going on in our city. It's not even close. There's no, there's no bridge. You can't even... You can't bridge those two. There's no. no way to do it. He would have been better off to come out and do what the mayor of Dallas did, Mayor Eric Johnson. I'm a Republican. My party has, <laughs> you know, has 
I mean, I believed it from Mayor Johnson in Dallas, but Mayor Brandon, I probably wouldn't believe it, but it would be more believable than what he's saying, is my point. Well, maybe, look, the, as we talked about, the mayor of Dallas became a Republican. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, uh, the, the big news that Cuban, you know, is selling the, uh, the mask to the mm-hmm. Adelson family. Right. That has supported Republicans and conservatives. And as I told you earlier in the show, mm-hmm. I can't wait till the Mavericks have Magonite. No, oh, it's going to be huge. I'm sure Mark Cuban's going to love it. Bobblehead Trump dolls. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, it, I just, I'm telling you, it's, uh, it is crazy right now. I know. It's the far right wing. That's the problem in Chicago. The far right wing. Seriously. He would have been better off saying, Okay, I'm switching parties because look at what my party has done to our great city. He would have been better off saying that. Yes. And at least would have been half believable. That's the right wing. I like it. His new lead advisor, Jesse Smollett. It's, it's the only thing that makes sense. It does. It really. The, he is following. He's following. The same that. roadmap. Exactly. Just make it up. 86690 Red Eye. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio toll free at 86690 Red Eye. Trudeau Radio, you know, you make a great point, you know, at, when uh, about uh, the mayor of Chicago, when you see that the Black Lives Matter uh, leader uh, in uh, in Rhode Island has endorsed Trump. Right. Well, you're you're right. The mayor of Johnson of Chicago probably would have been better off doing what the mayor of Dallas did, which was like, yeah. you know, it is a Democrat's fault. I'm becoming a Republican. Yeah. That would be a better answer. Look, look, we're in this. <laughs> mess because of the democrats and i can't i can't be aligned with that party anymore that would have been a more believable answer than what he the the hogwash he was trying to sell i know you know this it's the far right wing yeah give me a break because they because they wouldn't accept the results of the civil war if he had said (laughs) it's the far right wing because they're not winning elections and they're not in control then he would have had a point yeah This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, 
It's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.